I'm glad it's so good to see each of you today. This is uh, Thanksgiving week, and uh, thankfulness is so very, very important. You know, the, the Bible tells us all through the Scripture to thank the Lord, to give thanks unto the Lord, and to be thankful to others as well, not just to God for all He's done for us, but to be grateful to others. As a matter of fact, everything that you have, everything that you have, is a result of someone, God using someone to give it to you. Even your very life, you know, you didn't just uh, create yourself. The Bible says uh, it is he that hath made us, not we ourselves. We said that in the passage that Cookie read. And so I, wanna, I want us to just think about thanksgiving today. And I want to read a passage of Scripture uh, in, uh, in the Gospel of Luke, this is in Luke chapter 17, verses uh, 11 through 19. It's a f- passage you're probably familiar with. It's a story you've heard many times. <clears throat> but I want to read it and then just have a few thoughts about it. And then we'll give thanks. And then we'll go and enjoy our meal together. And Patty, is your mother still in the hospital? Okay. Is she coming home maybe in another day or two, you hope? Okay. She's still going to be there and she was thankful though I was up to see her last night and she just said I'm thanking God and uh, so she was so disappointed she wasn't going to get to be here for the meal today so I told her I'd eat a piece of pie for her so and anybody else absent that I could do that for I don't know maybe All right, this is in Luke chapter 17 verses 11 or beginning verse 11 on the way to Jerusalem Jesus was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met there by ten men. And there were actually ten lepers who were all lepers. And they stood afar off. Back in that day, of course, leprosy was such a horrible disease. And when anybody had leprosy, they were immediately ostracized from their community, from the community, from their family. They had to... To, to stay away, and even as they approached uh, a village, they had to cry out, you know, to say, we're unclean, unclean. Can you imagine having to live with that kind of uh, sense of uh, stigma and shame? And so they stood afar off, and they lifted up their voices, <clears throat> and they said, and actually they cried out. The, the word here, the Greek word is to cry out with a loud voice, Jesus, Master, Have mercy on us. So when Jesus saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. That is, they were healed. Their leprosy went away. And Jesus didn't touch them. He didn't heal them. Now, many times he touched lepers. Many times he commanded lepers certain things. But in this particular case, he just said, when they said, Master, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us, he just said, Go and show yourself to the priests, which was what lepers were supposed to do. And one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he returned, and again, with a loud voice, He glorified God, and he fell down on his face at the feet of Jesus, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. This man who came back was a Samaritan, wasn't Jewish. And 
So Jesus answered, and he asked, uh, were there not ten cleansed? Where are the, where are the other nine? He said, Did, didn't all ten of you get cleansed just like you did? Where are the other nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God <coughs> except for this foreigner? And Jesus said to him, Arise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. That's a very interesting story. Isn't it? It's a little different from some of the other stories about the life of Jesus. Just uh, kind of go back and recap it as I retell it and just uh, understand that in those days, leprosy was the most feared of all the diseases. It was feared for several reasons. Number one, it was a death sentence. When people got leprosy, they didn't get well and they didn't get better. They just gradually got worse and worse and worse until they died. But not only was it a horrible disease because it was also a painful disease. Actually, parts of the body would actually break off. Tips of the finger, parts of the toes, other parts of the body, ears, sometimes would just dislodge and fall off in a very painful and, and, and ugly kind of way. So it was a, a, a painful disease. It was a permanent disease. And it was a shameful disease because uh, as soon as a person was diagnosed with leprosy, he was immediately given a quarantine sentence. He could not go around his family anymore. And I've thought about that so many times. When my children were little, and I'd read stories about lepers in the Bible, I would just begin to weep sometimes to think about what it must have been like to a man to get this diagnosis of leprosy and be instantly told, you can never pick up your children again. You can never hug your wife again you can never even go home again and from now on you have to live out outside you have to live outside the city you can't even go into a city again unless you are uh, willing to run the risk of being pelted with stones and driven away in shame and fear and so these men had contracted leprosy. Back in those days, as there are few places still in the world where they have leper colonies. Men who had leprosy, the only people they could fellowship with and be around were other lepers. And so they would gather together in small clusters. Sometimes they would live in caves. There are many caves over in Jerusalem, I mean in Judea. And when we were there, they pointed out that many times these caves would become home to uh, leper colonies. And so there were 10 of these men that had banded together. Now, one of them was marginalized even more than the others because he was a Samaritan. Now, that doesn't mean anything to us today, but in those days, Jewish people had nothing to do with Samaritan people. As a matter of fact, when a Jew would go from Galilee down to Judea, he had to pass through Samaria if he got there, but they didn't do that. They would actually cross the mountain, cross the river, go down on the other side, cross the river again, and come into Judea that way because there was such uh, prejudice 
and hatred between the Jews and the Samaritans that they wouldn't have anything to do with one another. But somehow or another, this one Samaritan, because he had leprosy, was accepted by these other lepers, even though they probably made him kind of stand off uh, and, and maybe look down on him a little more. So here we have a man who was a leper, but not just a leper, a Samaritan leper. And he was not accepted by people in general. And although he was a part of this colony of lepers, he most likely, and the Scripture doesn't say this, but I'm assuming that he was also marginalized just a little bit more by the others. And so they come. They come to, 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 to Jesus, these lepers. I don't know how they heard about Jesus. Maybe they had heard, hey, this man healed a leper. And he actually even touched him because earlier in the Gospels, we read about this leper who came to Jesus. And the Bible says, and Jesus touched him. And we said when I preached on that several months ago that the word for touch there was actually the word for embrace, to, to touch with, with affection. So here was a man who had leprosy, and Jesus actually gave him not just healing, but he gave him what he really needed. He gave him a hug, and, uh, and the man was healed. And so word began to get around that here, here's a man who can heal leprosy. And so these ten lepers heard that Jesus was coming from between Samaria and, and Galilee. And he was actually passing right in the, the Bible says in the midst or on the edge, on the border of Samaria. And these lepers came to Jesus and they cried out. And again, the, it's interesting, the, the words here is the word to shout with passion with the eagerness and they screamed at Jesus Jesus master have mercy on us they realized that they needed mercy they didn't have much mercy in their day and they had not experienced mercy and I don't even know that they were asking for healing probably that was the hope in their heart but they were just asking for mercy and Jesus said to them Go and show yourself to the priest. Now, that must have been a strange command. Over in Leviticus chapter 13, we have about a 55 or 56 verse chapter. It's all about leprosy. The whole chapter, the laws of leprosy. And after every statement, after almost every statement, it'll say, that the leper then has to go and show himself to the priest. And if the leprosy is still there, even if there's a white spot, if the, the Bible says that the leper is pronounced still unclean and he has to, has to go back. He has to go back to where, where he was in hiding or in isolation. And so Jesus just said, go show yourself to the priest. And... Uh, they did. They said, okay. So they start toward Jerusalem, and they are going on their way, wondering. And as they walk toward the temple, 
one of them, maybe they begin to feel a, and I'm just guessing here, I've never had leprosy, I don't know exactly, thankfully, and, uh, but maybe they begin to feel some tingling in their hands because one of the symptoms of leprosy is that you begin to lose a sense of feeling in your extremities. And, and as he looked down, he saw maybe this finger was clean. There was no disease on it. There was no leprosy on it. And he showed it maybe to one of the other men. Look, look at this. And the other one said, yeah, mine too. And they began to, as they walked, I just try to imagine how excited they must have gotten. And as they got closer and closer to the temple, they suddenly realized they were completely well. Can you imagine? And here they had been living in all this shame and fear. And now, little by little, they were completely clean. I mean, completely healed. And they must have been what? Thrilled. Excited. And thankful. Can you imagine? They must have all ten have been so grateful for what had just happened. And they began to, and they went and showed themselves to the priest. The priest declared them clean, no doubt. And, and maybe they began to think, what would you think? What would, maybe I got to get home and see my wife. That'd be my first thought, I guess. I can't wait to see my kids. Well, I can't wait to see my neighbors. I can't wait to tell other people what has happened. I can't wait to show off my healing. And so they began to go in their different directions. But one man said, I got to go see Jesus. I mean... He obviously is the source of my healing. And I've got to go tell him how grateful I am. And the Bible says that he went back and with a loud voice, he shouted out and glorified God. Just, I can really only imagine how happy I'd be. In fact, I've tried to put myself in this situation this week. I've tried to kind of live how I think I would have responded and he went and he fell down right at the feet of Jesus and he got down on his face and he's just glorifying God and he's saying thank you thank you thank you Jesus thank you for what you've done for me and Jesus then asked the question that we're most familiar with he said uh One, <laughs> weren't there ten lepers that I healed? Well, yes. Well, where are the rest of them? Where are the others? Why, why are you the only one that has come back to give thanks to me? Was there no one, none of the others found that would give praise to God? 
except this foreigner, this man. And obviously that was important to the story. But here's, uh, here's some lessons that I drew from this story. The first one is that Jesus intentionally goes to the people who are marginalized in society. And I want to tell you, there are a lot of people today that are just pushed to the edge. They're not much at the center of life. The poor, many minority groups, uh, uh, sometimes the not well-educated, sometimes those who are physically handicapped or mentally handicapped, they just kind of get pushed to the edges, to the margins. And life becomes about the people at the center. You know what I'm talking about. I don't get really mad very often, but a very dear Hispanic friend of ours had to go to the hospital several years ago, and I went with her to the hospital I won't even tell you which hospital. But when I got there, it became obvious after a few hours that because of her ethnicity, she was just being overlooked. Other people came in after her, and they were moved ahead of her. And as I watched that happen for two hours or longer, I really, really got upset. And I I went and said, what's going on here? This, this lady has been here for three hours, and no one has, has offered to see her. And it was, it was obvious to me that she was being pushed to the side. And I think that happens more than we realize. Sometimes sometimes it's harder for us who are kind of closer to the center to realize just how marginalized many, many people are in our culture. And I want you to know part of the good news, the gospel, is that Jesus is everybody's Savior. He loves those that society pushes away just as much as those that society exalts and honors. And Jesus, when we study the Gospels, we find that it was to the lepers, it was to the blind, it was to the sick, it was to the, to the diseased, it was to the marginalized people that Jesus went. As a matter of fact, the Bible says the poor heard him gladly. Sometimes we think, you know, that the greatest thing in the world is for us to move up socially and to move up financially, to move up economically. That's not a bad thing, but I'm telling you, that does not give you any more favor or standing with Jesus than it does to anybody else.
So that's the first thing I saw is that Jesus intentionally goes to the marginalized groups of people and that, secondly, sometimes desperation may be what drives us to God. These lepers, I just wonder how many of them would have ever come to Jesus had they not had leprosy. There are people that would say, you know, it, it, I, I don't like the condition that I'm in. I don't like the situation of life. It may be that the pressure that you're under is the very thing that God is going to use to cause you to cry out and say, Lord, have mercy on me. And so these men were desperate. And they felt their desperation. One of the greatest dangers that we have in life is to think that we're okay when we're not really okay. The people that Jesus had the least impact on were the spiritual leaders, the religious leaders, rather not spiritual, the religious leaders and the wealthy and the, the, the people who were at the center. They are the ones who saw no need for Jesus. A rich, young ruler came to Jesus, just like these lepers came to Jesus. But the rich, young ruler went away still in his lost condition, whereas the lepers went away for healing. And I'm telling you, the worst form of badness is human goodness that substitutes for being born again. The worst form of badness is our own human goodness, self-righteousness that makes us think we don't need to cry out to Jesus. Well, these men did cry out. There was no immediate answer given. Jesus didn't say, okay, I'm going to heal you. He didn't tell them. He just said, go show yourself to the priest. And they did exactly what he said to do. And in their obedience to what he said, they found that he was working in them all the time. As they obeyed, they were healed. Sometimes we come to the Lord and we, we want something to happen dramatically right now. And he just says, obey the scripture. You just walk in God's ways. You do what God has already told you to do. And as you go, you may find that he is working the miracle that you needed. Now, all of these men were grateful. I have no doubt about it. I, I'm certain. I, it would be unbelievable to me to think that any one of those ten would have gone home that day and just said, well, you know, it doesn't matter to me. No, no, they were all grateful. But only one expressed it. And he was the most marginalized of all, as I've already mentioned. And then Jesus, I think, is amazed here. It's not very often that Jesus is amazed, but I think he was amazed here at the lack of expressed gratitude maybe all ten of those men should have come they all came together in their need they probably should have all come together in their gratitude they should have gone as a group fell down at his feet as this one man did and cried out in thanksgiving now the fact is all of us 
are healed lepers. Every one of us that's been born again, if you're a saved person, you have been cleansed of something even worse than leprosy. The question is, are we expressing that thankfulness to God? Are we crying out? We, we cry out to Him in our desperation. Lord, I need this. Lord, help me with this. And He has helped us many times, but He's even more than that. He's cleansed us. He's forgiven us of our sin. And here's the question. Have we now cried out to Him to glorify God and to give thanks to Him for what He's done for us? Thankfulness unlocks for us praise, adoration, worship and it also motivates in us service to other people and not just gratitude to God for what he's done but gratitude to others for what they've done I just say to all the kids here boys and girls teenagers just how often do you say to your mom or your dad thank you I appreciate you. Thank you for what you've done for me. In the book of Romans, we're told that there's this big, long list of horrible sins, and it kind of traces back the root of all sin. And the very last statement that says, neither were they thankful. They weren't thankful. And an ungrateful heart is a seedbed for every kind of sin. I talked to a teenage boy not long ago who given a lot of problems in his home, a lot of rebellion. And I said, uh, could you just tell me something you're thankful for that your mom has done for you? And he said, I can't think of a thing. I was shocked. Can't think of a thing. Men, are you thankful for your wife? Wives, for your husband? I can remember uh, growing up, my mother loved to cook. She'd always cook a good meal for us every evening. And I never, ever remember a time that my dad ever got up from the table without saying, Sweetheart, that was a wonderful meal. Thank you for that good food. And there were a time or two that I got up to leave the table and didn't say that. My dad called me right back. Hey, you tell your mother thank you for that good meal. Do you do that? Do you do that? Now, mainly we need to express our gratitude to God. Where are the other nine? Are you one of the other nine? I hope not. Are you the one who comes back and says, everything I have is a gift from somebody? mainly from God, but also from others. And if you're a Christian, 
your praise should be unending. Lord, thank you. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for cleansing me. I don't want to be one of the other nine. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you today for cleansing me of my sin. Something much worse than physical leprosy because it went down to the depths of my very being and soul. And there was no cure for it. There was no hope for it. And yet, in love, you came and took upon my, yourself my sin. You became leprous for me in order that I might be cleansed by your grace. And I do thank you. And I pray that if there's a person here today who has not been cleansed, that they would come and receive that gracious cleansing today. But for those who are saved, I pray that you will cause our hearts to rejoice and to give honor and praise to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. We invite you to like us on Facebook or visit our website, www.bearcreekbaptist.org. If you're not a member of another church, we would like to invite you to join us in person and get to know us and let us get to know you. Have a great week and may the Lord richly bless you.